and we probably just lost a bunch of listeners if we had any. <laughs> yeah, I shit on one of the most well-regarded games in history. <laughs> yeah. So. This is episode two of the Imperial Scrolls of Honor podcast, and I am Josh Folan. And I am Jeff Burns. And we, as the last episode dictated, are going to be covering Ghosts and Goblins for the NES in this episode, our first game episode. Uh, uh, So let's get into it. Um, Before we start that, though, let's talk about what we're playing now. Uh, Jab, have, have have your game... Uh, your, has your gaming changed at all from the first episode a couple weeks ago? Yeah, I was playing. Uh, it it, cha- it went backwards in one way. I was playing Master of Ryan two, and then when we talked about what we were playing, we talked about one. So I played that a little bit. Um, <laughs> I played through on that with the uh, Marchands and uh, was able to win. Uh, that's not very exciting. And then I just picked up uh, a copy of Subnautica for Xbox One, which is like, uh, do you know anything about it? I do not know. It's like uh as far as like, like I actually know. Title. Yeah, it's it's a good title. Uh I know very little about the game actually. Um it I think it was like a survival horror game. Okay. And somebody was talking about it online, maybe on Reddit. And uh it's like an underwater thing. And as soon as I found out that it was like survival horror and underwater, I just Yeah, that's interesting, man. I completely cut myself off and I just went out and bought it and uh, so I'm like discovering shit about it as I go. So it should be fun. That's cool. Yeah, survival horror. I mean, it's the only one I've ever really played is Resident Evil, and I, yeah, I mean, I, I like Resident Evil so much that, uh, like, Silent Hill is one I've heard is fucking really good. And I've just Very never, good. I've never even like turned it on, <laughs> or even look. I don't even know if I've looked at a video of Silent Hill. I just know that everyone says it's great, and it's just, there's just it's some <laughs> there's some aspects of game. It's just like kind of overwhelming, you know, especially with the modern console stuff. There's just so much shit that I I almost fear getting into a whole new like something that's been around for a while because like if i like the new silent hill i will go back and play all the old silent hills yeah and i, that's will, a time I, and I will and i will lose six months of my life <laughs> right and and to and actually i want to be clear i don't know if this is a survival horror game like I, I played it a little bit last night and it was kind of freaking me out so um and i was tired anyways but like it seems like open worldy um it, it's it's weird. I didn't get very far into it. I only played for like 15 minutes because I was too damn tired and getting freaked out. But uh, yes, I don't know that it's a survival horror game necessarily. But um, yeah, we'll see. Okay. How about you? Uh, I am uh, some of the same shit. I'm still cooking away in the Zelda second quest of Zelda uh, here and there. Uh, I beat Day of the Tentacle the other mm-hmm. day, yesterday maybe, uh, or maybe the night before. Um, and uh, yeah, it's fantastic fucking great game can't recommend enough uh especially if you haven't played it ever uh but i was playing the remastered version so um you know i I think i mentioned last time there's you know uh game programmer commentary that you can listen to while you play the game um so even if you've played it before i would think the remastered version would be worth a look uh i'm still playing red dead 2 man i fucking i'm getting more and more sour on it man it's like i don't know there's just so much bullshit in the game there's so so much minutia and like i don't know it's i'm just i i'm getting kind of fucking tired of it and i'm only i'm not even sure i'm halfway through yet and, and like, I'm, 
getting kind of tired of it. It kind of reminds me, like, I didn't, I haven't played that game a lot, but, like, if you're talking about, like, tedious shit, like, kind of reminds me, like, by all measures, I should love The Witcher 3. But the two times I've tried to play it, it's just so goddamn tedious. Oh, man, I told you that. You fucking, I remember, you, I got I wanted to like it. I, I wanted we, to we like it. We argued about that. I told you. I was <laughs> like, dude, I'm telling you, man, it's fucking tedious. Like, I don't give a <laughs> shit. Uh, yeah, dude, I am I am far as hell into that game. Because it was the first game I had. So uh, I think I might have bought Madden immediately, too, when I first got, uh, before I realized how awful modern sports games are. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> uh, The last good Madden game was 2006. <laughs> I think I want to say maybe 99 on, on Nintendo 64 for me. But um, anyways, uh, so, yeah, I, I had that game exclusively for the first few months. I had the, the PlayStation 4. So or was that three? No, four. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I played the shit out of it and I got far, man. But it is just because like the, the, the fight mechanic is so repetitive that you're just whacking that button and he's just doing the sword shit and like. There's there's so little skill in it uh, for me, or maybe I maybe I'm bad at the maybe maybe there is more skill and I just don't get it or something. Right. But yeah, there were a lot there's a lot of and like the whole alchemy thing is just way too dense to really get into or enjoy. Um, yeah, that game's fucking tough, man. But it's I mean it won like every award in the universe. Right, <laughs> I believe that it's a good game. I, it's just not for me, and we probably just lost a bunch of listeners if we had any. <laughs> Yeah, I shit on one of the most well-regarded games in history. <laughs> yeah, so, whatever. right. Uh, well, yeah, we're. I think. I think there's no doubt. I think we've we probably established in the first one that we're we're an, we're a niche audience targeted uh, podcast. So, right. Yeah, yeah. Witcher three need not apply apparently. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Kid Icarus and fucking Wit and and Witcher three. Uh, okay. Yeah. So fucking getting tired of Red Dead. Still Overcooked two. Still working with. Um, I also I forgot to mention last time too, but I, I've been dabbling in Divinity Sin. Uh, on PS4. Are you familiar with this at all? Heard it. Uh, never, never experienced any of it though. It's a really cool. Uh, it's kind of like a, a Diablo-esque um, rogue-like kind of deal. Maybe I don't know. Maybe that's not the best way to describe it. It's kind of an RPG rogue-like kind of thing. It is turn. The battle is turn-based, but everything else is real time. Um, so it's yeah. It's kind of a weird hybrid, I guess. Um, Really, the the spell system is that one. Honestly, it's kind of the alchemy and, and spell. You can craft things, and there's there's like a very complex um, item management system with that too. So uh, it's funny that I'm saying I like to bend sin. I've been enjoying this, uh, but it's more. That's because it's more spell based. I think that's why I enjoy it over. With Witcher, it's just you're just you know you're jamming things on items, and you're still just whacking shit with swords. Like there's <laughs> there's just not a right. lot. Of, there's not a lot of depth to the combat of it. Um, and Divinity Sin, being a turn-based thing, um, is very um, uh, complex and kind of more gratifying, I guess, the combat of it. Mm -hmm. uh, so that, and then I actually started uh, kind of for the same reason. I, we were talking about Fallout, and I happened to listen to a Fallout uh, episode of uh, Watch Out for Fireballs, I think. And I, it led to me starting a Fallout 4 character where I'm role-playing as a non-combative, chem-addicted cannibal. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. So um, I've, I've been playing that uh, here, uh, here, there too. <laughs> that's interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> any role playing you can inject into that game is is going to be good because there's not a lot of it programmed in. So exactly, uh, exactly. And like, yeah, Fallout Four too. I love New Vegas, and Fallout Three was cool, but Fallout Four didn't really get me. I couldn't get into the. I mean, I played all the way through it, uh, and, and I couldn't get into the 
village building aspect of it, which is so much of, I think, what the replayability of that game is probably built on. Right. Um, so, yeah, finding something within the narrative to make just the story and, and you're playing through your, 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 you know, stuff outside of your home, your little hometown. Uh, right. That, you that more interesting I th- is hopefully something that's going <laughs> to up, up the stakes of, of, of playing that game. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, a, it's a fun enough game in and of itself, but Fallout New Vegas and Fallout 3 uh, are comically better. I've actually never played 1 and 2. I've been meaning to, but my computer is actually so bad that it cannot run them, which is fucking shocking. The first two? Really? Because the first two are old, man. <laughs> oh, I know that, yeah. I mean, I'm well aware. Uh, it just no, like, I, it runs never, like shit I, on my computer. Oh, so yeah, you need to order a new computer then, man. Yes, that's, I do. That, that's old school. Yeah, surprised the podcast is working. <laughs> Barely, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, man, I hear that. The first two I've heard are great. Uh, the story is fucking fantastic in them, supposedly, and it really plays up. Um, I don't know. Yeah, a lot of the, it's it's much more story focused because it's not a first person. The, they're either. very much RPGs as opposed to, yeah, like the, the three in New Vegas and four. Well, four will leave out, but like, yeah, they were shooters with RPG aspects, and these are like you know straight up RPGs. So. Which, of course, we love. So, yeah, I I want to play. Uh, Cool. So that's what we're playing. Um, Let's get into Ghosts and Goblins. Okay, Ghosts and Fucking Goblins. Uh, that was the stage one music that brought us in here and uh, kind of gives me a little bit of a non-flashback thing. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I mean, just in general, first things first, like this this game was fucking tough sledding for me. I don't know, Jab, what was your... <laughs> it was hard. And I, I didn't, uh, you, well, I didn't get as far as you, but... Once I started playing and I got a feel for it, it wasn't quite as tricky as I thought it would be. Yeah. It's got kind of a reputation that, yeah. Right, yeah, I mean, you know, because of that, I walked into it like, I I know this is going to be hard. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, it was was just, like, it's, you know, this... uh, Again, there's a fine... Not even a fine line. There's It's... uh, A game can be hard, but like I found so I got so little joy. <laughs> there, was, there were so few instances of joy I had while playing this game uh, that I almost can't even believe that it, you know, I mean, there, you know, there's a million titles on NES that are just total shit. Uh, so like, it's not that it's incomprehensible for something to be released as a total piece of shit and not even saying that this is a total piece of shit, but right. Like this is a revered game. It's, you know, was a big deal. A lot of people love it for whatever reason they might like it. Uh, it's just surprising to me how hard it was, uh, despite everything I expected walking into it, you know? Right. Uh, uh, speaking of tedious, this game. Yeah, yeah right, 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 right. Uh, okay, so what the hell is Ghosts and Goblins? Uh, if you don't already know this, the synopsis, and forgive uh, my broken English here, this is verbatim off the wiki. <laughs> uh, I, I am not fucking this up. This is how it's written. You are a knight named Sir Arthur 
who must defeat zombies, ogres, demons, cyclops, dragons, and other monsters in order to rescue Princess Prinprin, who has been kidnapped by Satan, King of Demon World. <laughs> <laughs> King of Demon, King of Demon World. Uh, so yeah, that's what the hell this game is about. And like anybody that's played the game, uh, or will play the game after they hear this, like literally in the very beginning of the game, Satan kidnaps your girlfriend. <laughs> like that happens on screen. <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, and uh, what kind of game is this, Jeb? Uh, so it's just a standard run and gun platformer. Um, you pick up different weapons that either travel faster or explode in some cases uh, to battle your enemies. Um, I never encountered different armors. Did you in this NES version? No, no. There's uh, well, yeah, no, not okay. not that not that I would call armor. There were uh, armor-related power-ups or power downs that I, I will certainly get into uh, right. that I found interesting. But it's, no, there was no. Okay. Yeah there, yeah, there was no there was no like stat building component to it. I guess is what maybe what you're getting at there. Right. Um. Yeah, and it's like different enemies that you have to use different different strategies to battle. Um. Think like Contra, shit like that. Um. You know, right. so run and gun platformer yep 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 uh and it was released uh originally the arcade was released uh on september 19th 1985 uh its release on the nes was november 1st 1986 and jab <laughs> this game was part of the captain commando challenge series i learned while looking at the artwork <laughs> uh, oh. that, uh <laughs> um if you recall that from the ad we saw in, in issue three of nintendo fun club right uh, right i got a, I got a kick out of that the entire the the actually the getting to the artwork the the instruction manual is basically just a, just a highlight of uh that fact like it, it says ghosts and goblins on it but the artwork is the is the the fucking um captain commando thing corbin yeah i know hey corbin shut corbin. the fuck up yeah, <laughs> corbin it's over bud it's over all right sorry about that <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, there's no good way to do that. I'm sorry. No, no worries. The uh, it's it's so, so yeah. I mean the, so the 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 box though is very cool though. I actually liked the the key art and the box cover are very very cool. Uh, and they're different than the arcade cabinet art. So this was original for. I, it might have actually been for all original U.S. home ports. Um, the I was looking at like the Ami some of the Amiga and some of the other ones kind of had similar a similar deal going on. Okay. Uh, the Famicom though the Japanese. Uh, home release was a different artwork though so it was just u.s specific that the artwork we got um it's cool like i said i dig it um the box the back of the box cover too has some uh, or the box itself rather has some kind of fun particularly clunky copy on it if you want to look that up uh mm -hmm. i bothered to read but it was kind of fun yeah i think the uh the commodore 64 version had really bad box art um if you want to look that up that was really bad was it? Was it significant? Was the key art different, or are you saying just the like the the box cover art? Really, it was different. So my my assumption was incorrect. Then I I didn't look up Commodore sixty four specifically. Yeah. Uh, cool. Is there any notable history worth talking about with this game? Um, I think that the the most of the history that everyone knows already. It's just a classically difficult game. Um, you covered the release dates. Um. The uh, Tokuro Fujiwara, uh, he initially worked for uh, Konami, 
And then he ended up doing this game for Capcom, and he ended up uh, working on the Mega Man series, uh, Willow, and actually the uh, DuckTales uh, game for NES. You remember that one? Yeah, of course. That's a good that's, game. That's a fantastic game, man. Yeah. Um, the game for NES ended up selling uh, 1.64 million units. And in 2006, I believe, it was ranked as the 129th best Nintendo game by Nintendo Power itself. Hmm. Um, that's a ways down. I can, I suppose. <laughs> as long as they say 128 others are better, I'm sure all the 128 games I like are in that, got to be up there. Right. Uh, or, or all the games I like, rather, have got to be within that 128. <laughs> yeah, you would think. Uh, 129's fair, I think. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, one of the, the, the last overview kind of thing, and this is, this is a kind of a test run of it. Um, because I went to an esteemed minimum cost state college and <laughs> obtained a business degree, uh, with a specialization in finance, I get a little bit of kick out of economic theory and, and, and analyzing that sort of stuff. So I thought these game episodes would be fun opportunity to kind of employ that otherwise useless knowledge <laughs> uh, I accumulated while racking up my loans and uh, kind of examine how money is factored into the gameplay of these things. And uh, in the case of Ghosts and Goblins, money is indeed present. Uh, bags of it are everywhere in the game. They're basically the most basic pickups, basically the most basic uh, pickups. And each one is worth 500 points. And um, having no other basis by which to value them, I have to assume that means $500. <laughs> so for for the basis of, the, of this fucking... Uh, uh, anal analyzation. Um, it, it, I'm, we're going to say they're worth 500 bucks. So the first thing I thought was interesting about that was that they have the U.S. dollar symbol on them. And while the exact timeline of when Ghost and Goblin takes place is unknown, given the presence of medieval armor and weaponry and shit, you kind of have to assume it's prior to 1847, which is the earliest known appearance of the U.S. dollar sign. So... That was interesting. Yeah. And I couldn't find any Japanese Famicom gameplay footage to, to gauge this for sure, but uh, at least not in the quick Google that I did. It's not like I spent hours trying to find that. But the, uh, the arcade version of it over there also uses the U.S. dollar symbol on the money bags, not hmm. the Japanese yen symbol, which right. is also weird. <laughs> that me. is weird, actually. Right. Uh, so, okay. Um. It, I find it I, I feel like five hundred dollars US dollars is a is a great deal of money <laughs> uh, to just be laying so prevalently or strewn about the land in this game. Uh, so I thought what I'd try to do is value those bags in today's dollars to get a feel for how much money this dude is just finding everywhere <laughs> okay <laughs> in, in this in this landscape so that's that's the purpose of, of what i'm going to do here um and hopefully the, the the setup for these won't need to be so expansive going forward because people know what the hell i'm trying to do but right um so a paper i found a paper by this dude kenneth hodges on the uc berkeley website that broke down the prices of everyday goods in medieval europe uh, which was a super interesting thing to, to look at in itself, and I'll put that in the show notes so you can look at it if, you, if you're so inclined. Uh, but using that as my cornerstone for this, I did the following math. Uh, one quart of beer in the late 16th century cost one English penny, which, when you pluralize, are pence. You learn something new every day. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and uh, there are 32 ounces in a quart. So basically 12 ounces of beer in the late 16th century cost... 0.00375 pence, so like a fraction of a penny, right? Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and um, I'll compute. So I'll, I'll take that number and compute it for 1986 when the game was first released, as well as present 2018, because I couldn't find a lot of numbers for 2019 yet. But uh, so 86 and 2018, right? Uh, the 86, the 1986 exchange rate of U.S. dollars to English pounds, uh, which, again, I'm assuming this is taking place over medieval, medieval Europe, so English pounds is the most logical way to go uh, a, 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 as a benchmark currency for this. So the 86 exchange rate was 1.42 pounds for one U.S. dollar. Um, and an average, again, these are all just basis numbers that I'll put in the show notes, so this is almost kind of... Doesn't, you don't need to listen to this, almost, but just to explain it. Uh, an average six-pack of, of 12-ounce beers in 1986, according to the USA Today, uh, cost $4.38. And if you adjust that for $2,018, it'd be $8.56. So those are all our basis numbers. Um, and again, those will be in the show notes. You almost don't need to know that. Uh, but re- reverse engineering all that fucking data, basically. One beer in 1986 cost 73 cents in U.S. dollars, right? So if you convert that to pounds in 86, it's 1.04 pounds for, again, one beer in 1986. So the inflation rate of pounds from the 16th century when this game would hypothetically be taking place to 86 is (laughs) 27,733%. So... If you look at the U.S. dollar money bags in 86 in English pounds, it'd be 710 pounds. So, again, if you adjust 17, 710 pounds in the 16th century to $86, it would be $196,904.30 pounds, not dollars, pounds, in those bags of money. So, if when he's walking around picking those up in 1986 when this game came out, he was walking around picking up 196,000 pounds, uh, almost, almost 197,000 pounds in each bag. And then in U.S. dollars, to give our U.S. listeners some perspective on that, that's basically with the exchange rate, $279,604.11 in those bags. Uh, so he's walking around picking up a quarter million bucks, <laughs> more than a quarter million bucks in each one of those bags. And it's just fucking everywhere in the game. Right. Yeah. Uh, if that, see, if that had happened, if like Satan came and stole my girlfriend and then I got up and killed a zombie <laughs> and found a quarter million dollars, I would just go home. He doesn't even got to kill the zombies. That shit's just laying around. They, don't they drop them, though, as well? I don't think so. No, I think they're just laying around, man. Okay, well, it doesn't matter. It's the same thing. I'd still go <laughs> you home. You fucking avoid the zombies and just pick right, up a few. And... my girlfriend. I find a quarter million dollars. Uh, I win. <laughs> I'm out, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the last cut, the competition. So if you adjust it for the, get it to modern-day dollars, uh, the inflation rate would take that number up to uh, $546,440,091. So in 2018 dollars, we're actually talking over a half million bucks Wow, each one of those bags. So that's a lot of fucking dough, and that's a lot of fucking math, and it's super nerdy maybe to have computed that, but I did find it interesting to overanalyze and <laughs> a seemingly meaningless part of the game and, and, and get some context, some modern context on what the fuck uh, you're, you're physically doing. Like, if the idea is, like, you're walking around, there's, it's a big part of this game, and uh, getting, a, getting a real feel for what you're accomplishing, you know? What, what am yeah. I actually accomplishing in this game? You're apparently becoming very wealthy. Getting fucking loaded. <laughs> uh. Okay. 
So that's it for overview shit. Uh, the one thing, uh, again, kind of establishing segment stuff here for these game um, episodes. Um, I figured, you know, we don't want to pick apart every single fucking itemized thing in the game, but we'll pick one kind of category of the game that uh, has some different things to talk about in it and uh, go over each one of them. And, and this one, I thought weapons made the most sense. You pick up a bunch of those or a handful of them anyways, and they're obviously heavily influ- influential on the gameplay. Um, so yeah, so the first one was the lance. And how did you feel about that starting weapon? So it's what you start the game with. Yeah, it seemed like a, a standard starting weapon. Um, it's, it's at least as far as the uh, the basic enemies go, um, it kills them in one hit. So, uh, you know, standard starting weapon. Um, yeah. Right, yeah. I mean, I fly straight ahead, which getting to the other things, uh, I didn't realize it when you first start, but that's a nice attribute to me. Uh, as I got into the game, so I, I wanted something that had that went straight. <laughs> uh, right. It didn't have some sort of uh, trajectory to them, uh, or odd uh, upward trajectory to them. Uh, and it was rapid fire enough to defend yourself versus the early enemies, you know. Um, compared to the next, I wrote, compared to the next step up, in quotations, fucking incredible. Uh, and yeah. that next step up was the fireballs. What the fuck, man? Yeah, that was, <laughs> it's like, it, it, it's almost like penalizing you for, like, progressing <laughs> right. in the game. Right, what the fuck, man? Yeah, those are no good. Yeah, you can only lob two at a time. So you're perpetually under duress without an attack capability. Like, right. you know, you, you didn't, you could only fire. You, 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 there were so many times where I would fire two of those fuckers and there would be another enemy I need to deal with before that one. I, what, I don't even know what they have to burn out. If you don't hit something, I don't know what the fuck the differences were or what the, what the time thing was exactly based on. But uh, super fucking made life way more difficult than having that, that prior, the lance, you know. And yeah. there's an arc motion to it. So you can miss an enemy right in front of you if, if you don't have your fucking protractor handy. <laughs> <laughs> right. To, to check the trajectory. Uh, yeah, and it goes down to the ground as well. So, like, as opposed to the lance and some of the other weapons, like, it will continue on forever and hit something eventually. Right. Uh, right not right. so with the fireball. And I didn't did, did we did, I I didn't think to write this down, or, or or maybe I was just so miserable I was fucking when I had that weapon that I didn't even notice it. But could the enemies burn when if they walked onto the gr- one that's on the ground before burnout? Did they get damaged? Did that I feel like they did? Didn't they? Okay. Well, that's one saving grace. I'll give it if that's actually the case. But yeah, if not, no it's extra shitty. Um, yeah. No, you're better off avoiding that one and yep. sticking with the lance or the pro- getting the problem- to the. Yeah, or getting this. But the problem is these come in order, like, or some degree, don't they? I mean, I, I felt like they had something, like, you had to get the fireballs to get to the next thing, I felt like. That's a good question. I don't think you did, actually. Oh. I... Yeah. And I feel like you could just encounter uh, a different one. I, now, the next one, of course, maybe not of course, but is the knife, which is basically just a faster lance. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, and com- but compared to you know, <laughs> compared to what I wrote was compared to how awful the fireballs, torches, whatever they are, uh, are. It seemed like you know the fight was an amazing step up. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know. Do you, do you think they were more powerful than the than Either the lance or the fireball. Like See, I kind of feel. The problem with it was like they, I, and again, the knife still killed like the basic zombie enemies in exactly. one hit, like your birds and plants and shit. But like when I was battling like 
you know, gargoyles or bosses or whatever, like, I was just freaking out so much, I wasn't taking the time to count the damage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the game is way too frantic to really discern what the damage fucking happening is, agreed. Right, so I'm not sure, um, I'm sure we could look that up, it might be true or might not, but it's certainly faster than the lance, so, right. uh, that's one defining characteristic yeah. of the knife. Yep, yep, yep. And then, uh, the next thing is the shield, and I was so happy with the power of this and the fact that it went straight forward like I got it while I had the fireballs and maybe like stage three and <laughs> I was so thrilled to not have the fireballs uh, that I just refused to pick anything else up the rest of the game <laughs> <laughs> I just held on to this for dear life I never I would, got the I would load back, state actually. dude I would, if I picked up something else I would load state <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, I don't blame you on that one, especially if you were picking up the fireball by accident. That'd be fucked up. I didn't get the shield. Um, I never got to that point. No, it was it was fucking great. I definitely used that for the entire second half of the game. Um, um, so just, you just like throw the shield? Yeah, it's just like it's it's it. it I guess yeah. I mean, as far as the actual mechanics, something else to analyze. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of bizarre. Uh, yeah, it just it's like a directly straightforward projectile that goes. Uh, I feel like they they had a limited. Uh, flight path to them. They only went maybe a third of the screen, or maybe maybe had. I think I think I'd say a third if I was going to estimate. Right. So they didn't have. They didn't go. I think the lances and stuff went a little further. Maybe I'm not mm -hmm. sure. I can't recall. But uh, I did feel like it was it was a little bit shorter of a flight path, uh, and that was kind of the concession with it because I believe it was a little more powerful. Okay. It certainly it would have. You'd think it have to be because then why would you ever want that? Right. Yeah. Why would you? Like if yeah. the knife and the lance fly farther, then. Yeah. Then again, they did punish you for the fireball, so who knows? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's not like they balanced this game with fairness. It, it might have been another punitive their, measure. It was not their fo fairness was not their focus in the design of this game. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the last thing was an axe. And to be honest with you, I never even tried it because I didn't trust to be better than the shield, and I didn't fucking want to take the risk of a power You could have just great. picked it up and tried it and then loaded the state. I guess I could have, but I do when I you didn't you said you didn't get further. Once I got to level five, four or five, when this four or five six, uh, you're not trying things. If you get somewhere, right. I was saving state and fucking moving on with my life. I was not. <laughs> I was not. Right. Uh, I was not testing fucking shit out. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. I understand because. Yeah, I imagine this game gets harder as it goes. I think I got to like level three, and it was already like stressing me out. So I can I can see that. It yes, it does get harder without a doubt, and that is what we will get to next in the playthrough. Okay, that was the stage two music bringing us in here. Uh, and the first thing I would want to cover on the playthrough uh, would be uh, the, the part you already highlighted, which is there's a cutscene that kicks this fucker off where Satan comes and takes your girl. Uh, and basically, this dude, uh, you know, we could point out the obvious here. This dude is lying around out in public with his girl in his red power undies. Which, this is Nintendo, and they are ultra-conservative, and that is a very sexualized scenario <laughs> for a Nintendo game, I think. Yeah, that's uh, pretty risque as far as Nintendo goes. Yeah, no question. Uh, so yeah, he's laying there, his, his, arm, his armor is off, is, is right off to the side. 
next to them. So uh, another observation that you could take from that is that this dude goes on dates, uh, whether, you know, they've been in this relationship a long time or not. He's, he's, it's still a date. And he, this guy goes on dates in his full suit of armor. Uh, which one can only assume is to demonstrate how important he is. I don't know. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's like it's probably a status symbol. I mean, to go back to the economic stuff you were talking about, it's probably not cheap. <laughs> it's probably not cheap. Yeah. So like a, ni- like a nice car. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's kind of. It's to me. I don't know. It's like going out in your armor. It's kind of like the equivalent of laying around in your underwear with a girl while wearing your Bluetooth. Uh, earpiece, you know, <laughs> like right. in, in the modern context, just like this is how professionally important I am. <laughs> right. And also, he wasn't just sitting around in public; he apparently took this date to a graveyard. Right? Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> so, like, of all the fucking places to go, like, he decides to go to a graveyard, and then um, Satan appears out of thin air. I think there's a lightning crash, maybe. And yeah, then I, I think, Satan yeah, appears. I, I think it was, yeah, I don't know if there's lightning or not, but yeah, it, it like gives you a little flashing thing. Right. And then Satan appears and steals your girlfriend, and then immediately the zombies start coming up out of the ground. So <laughs> this is not a place that I would take a date, personally. Oh, yeah, cemetery is, is I mean, well, yeah, you know, and, and I don't give a shit, again, how that, the, the reason this is so significant for Nintendo is because what are, I mean, he's in his underwear. What are they doing? They're hooking up. Yeah, they're about to she fuck. He is probably about to give him a Hummer. <laughs> or, or may have already fucked. Who knows? Or, yeah, exactly. They may be post-coded there. Yeah, no question. <laughs> uh, either way, uh, that's a crazy place to be doing in the cemetery. I mean, especially if he has this armor and he's he is of such high standing, uh, you'd think he'd have a better venue for this. You know? You'd think he'd have right. access to a better venue uh, yeah. for this sort of activity. Uh, maybe <laughs> he wanted to live dangerously. Maybe. That is true. Uh, it would certainly probably up the, uh, you know, the excitement factor, I guess. Uh, right. I've, I've never hooked up in a cemetery, but I would assume it would have some level of, of you know, whatever to it. <laughs> may have. But the, the, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and he got that dangerous, uh, he, he got that dangerous experience because uh, Satan stole his girlfriend. So he got what he wanted, I think. <laughs> He got exactly what he asked for, no question. Right. And then he puts fucking. Not only does he he puts himself through the what what is to follow, but us as well. And that is what takes us to level one of this bitch. Um, go ahead, Jeb. What what? Do yeah. You <laughs> so you, I mean, it, it, Satan steals your girlfriend. He um, he throws his armor on. Uh, I don't know how he did that without his squire, but he managed it. He got all his armor on, and he starts going, and the zombies come up out of the ground immediately, and you're off and running. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you progress through, like, uh, the, the graveyard um, in the beginning, and there's zombies, there's some birds, uh, like a Venus flytrap thing that spits something at you that'll kill you. Yeah, the enemies, yeah. Right, there's uh, gravestones you have to navigate over and jump. Um, so, but you get out of the uh, graveyard fairly quickly, right? Uh, yeah, it's it's funny. Like that's something I I could get into the the delineation of stages and stuff. Like I was a little I was confused in the beginning. I'll, I'll get into more of that later. But uh, the uh, the first thing you know, I mean, graphic graphically, uh, they're not good. Of course, uh, this is early Nintendo. Uh, I think this game in general is not the best of ports. So the, the graphics were not necessarily impressive, but I did dig the mountain background deal. And, you know, you get that's a repetitive 
um, background uh, graphic throughout the level. But that first one has has a castle on the rock, uh, which to me, it like it gives you some like it's you know that's the castle that you're going to. And that that that's kind of a a cool storytelling device by the game the the game designers. Uh, suggest you know we're kind of going somewhere. This is like an epic journey you're about to go on, and you're gonna. And that's the idea of having that in the opening image was a, it was a cool design choice to me that I actually kind of respected and liked. Um, one of my few positive things, maybe that I'm gonna say this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also, I mean, you find out here too. You, you don't find it out till you die, which I'm I'm sure you did. I certainly did a ton of uh, even in this first level. But it has a map too, uh, which. I think I mentioned this with some of the other games in, in, in the magazine episode. Uh, I love that in games, um, in these you know early eight bit games, because you get a feeling you know again like story. It's about you know tell me a fucking story, explain to me what I'm doing, where I'm going, how I'm going to get there, where I'm at in doing so. Like I love that device, um, and the map is pretty cool too. It shows you know it has some actual character to it. The Shit, it shows you actually reflects the stages that you play. I think you know mm-hmm. color scheme wise and kind of just the little icons that they use in there, which which is a good, uh, good job by them. Also, <clears throat> yeah, um, I think the uh, like a one of the things that can make a game this difficult more of a pain in the ass is to not know where you are in the game. Right. Yeah. So, so if yeah, you're dying yeah. a million times and you find out <laughs> that you're only five percent through the game, like you're gonna freak the fuck out. Right, exactly. But if you know you're at stage three of six, like it, it kind of helps you stomach that a little Definitely. bit. Definitely. And that's the funny thing, actually, I was going to get into about like, I using that map, I didn't understand it at first. Um, basically, I, I didn't, I didn't understand the numbers were marking the very end of the levels, basically. Um, and like, I get, you know, I just didn't notice it. Like the the one is not at the beginning of the map. The one is at the end of the forest, and like. Sure, in hindsight, I got I get that, but when I was playing the game at first, I didn't get that. So I played through the first few levels thinking, like, I thought that first ogre that you beat at the end of what is actually level one was just a mini-boss. And I thought some of that platforming shit that is actually level two was still level one. Uh, okay. <laughs> so uh, I got way into the game... Uh, like it was actually, I was playing level five and thought I was on level four, basically. So that's how far I got into the game, not knowing this fucking actual understanding this map. Yeah. Uh, the system's not ideal. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, so that, that has, that is significance later, but my actual play through this game was, you know, as much as I like that map, uh, kind of confusing and, and somewhat misinformed and it actually, it it relates to how I experienced the latter portions of the game, <laughs> which will which will you know have more make more sense later. Actually, bother to explain this, but right, uh, it was interesting that I uh, while I liked it, I didn't understand it. The map, okay. um, and yeah, the you know the you, you mentioned some of the you didn't. It's funny that you mentioned the enemies, but did not mention the Red Devil, <laughs> which is like one of the most notorious parts of this game. Yeah, I think uh, that's probably uh like a subconscious thing I did there because. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably my least favorite part of the game and why I didn't get very far. Uh, that Red Devil... Yeah, you're right. The Red Devil... I think you're still in the graveyard, right? 
Yeah, there's yeah, there's one. It's basically that is kind of a mini boss almost. It it oh, yeah. almost directly precedes, I think, you fighting that ogre. Um, and yeah, it's it's funny because it, we talked about again, like you know, my walking into this with an expectation, knowing it's difficult, and even having like borderline very little to no exposure to this game uh, previously. Um, I still knew that the Red Devils were like the thing that everyone fucking bitches about in this game, and that they're super hard. Uh, so I expected them to just be impossible, kind of. <laughs> so because I had that ridiculous expectation. My actual experience with them wasn't as bad, I think, as maybe some people's is. And, like, I, I kind of developed, even for that first one, like, a little bit of a tactic that somewhat worked. Uh, and I mentioned this to you when we were texting about it and you fucking were bitching about them. I was like, basically, when they swoop, you know, if you can, if you can be around center mass of the screen when they swoop, you can run away from them and they will not get to you, basically. And as they're swooping down, you can, you know kind of quickly turn back around as you're running away and, and 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 almost fire over your shoulder uh to hit them and you can usually through two of those you can usually um get them um which i that made it kind of i don't know learning that early made the rest of this game somewhat tolerable because if i just went through this whole game like having not figured that out in that first stage uh i probably would have fucking jumped out the window <laughs> yeah see i never did figure that out and uh it's it's what brought me to an end i think i hit a red devil in like level three or something and uh couldn't deal with it up until the first uh, that first encounter with that red devil um you know i was like oh this is like a pretty standard shoot them up platformer game like this isn't going to be that fucking hard and then they dropped that on you and i was like yeah this is okay yeah right, I, I had a, i had a hard time uh actually with those rock things the rock turret the stalag what are the stalagmites oh, okay right right like tight stalagmites i can never remember that which yeah, one? one of them comes up from the ground i can't remember um yeah they i didn't re- i thought they were invincible because <laughs> they take multiple oh. and I didn't get that they weren't invisible. So I was like trying to jump over them and I was like, what the fuck, man? So I died actually a bunch right in that first into that first sequence because I couldn't figure out those fucking rock things huh. weren't invincible. Um, so, yeah, that was a, a frustrating thing uh, that I experienced at first. So I, I had way more trouble with those than I did with that first Red Devil. Uh, I think I like once I figured that rock thing out, like I got to that Red Devil and like figured that fucking mechanic out, uh, that strategy almost immediately and got right to the end of the fucking level, which I thought was a funny, probably not the way it's supposed to go. Um, and yeah, see, like I even, you know, those flying things that are in the forest part of it, like those fuck, those are super hard. And I, those I, are I, bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I was, in, yeah, I, again, I thought that I was getting into. I guess that was level one, but I, I, I'm still confused by that. That is uh, directly before the um, the boss for level one, which is the ogre. Right, exactly. Uh, I, I wrote the the petulant ogre child. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't bad at all. No, he was just totally a breeze. Yeah, I mean, I beat yeah. him the first fucking time I, I, I fought him. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, it took me, uh, what I wrote here is it took me three standalone play sessions on three different days, save scumming constantly, to beat level one which really set the fucking tone <laughs> for how my experience of playing this game would be. Did it really? Yeah, it did. I mean, granted, they weren't, you know, I didn't play, try to play forever, but they were three separate instances where I was like, fuck this game and turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I managed I level one pretty easily. Yeah, see, well, I told you, I had the thing with the rocks. I couldn't figure those out. Um, and yeah, I think, I think I had trouble with those flying things as well, the, like the little fucking pigs in a blanket thing. Uh, pigs in a blanket things, and um, 
yeah, fucking it took me a while. It took me a while to get going. So that was not a good table setter for how my experience with this game would be. Uh, so yeah, so that's when we talk about the ogre and that takes us to level two. Um, this, I kind of, the platforming stretch, uh, <laughs> it was a nice demo of awful platforming in action to me. Like the controls were a reoccurring issue, uh, for me. I, I think I told you like, I wasn't, I was thinking maybe it was the USB Nintendo controllers that I ordered, like the down button. When I would go into a crouch, sometimes he wouldn't come out. And I was, th- I was like thinking about like throwing my controller away <laughs> entirely. <laughs> uh, so I tried another game. Like I fired up Contra because I was like, it's got a quick ducking action to it to test it. And the controllers work fine in Contra. So it's this game. And I don't, you know, I don't know if that means it's like just maybe that controller for this game. Cause you said you didn't really have this problem. No. Um, but yeah, I could I wouldn't come out of ducks. And anything where you're fast moving the platforming stuff, it was a reoccurring thing throughout the whole game. But this platforming screen, I would often fucking get whacked because I would jump up, duck down for something and not come out of it, and then something would walk right into me and shit like that. Uh so I had you know a, a little bit of a frustrating thing control wise with this, but probably overall, uh this level was certainly it didn't take me three separate fucking playthroughs <laughs> or play instances to get through it. Right. Uh, I, I found this one uh like when I got to the second level, like you said, you're, there's like all these like blue white pillars and all these little holes in them. Like as soon as the level starts and enemies just start flying out of these holes seemingly at random. And that's actually when the game got difficult for me. Like this yeah. level here, I found not easy. Those were frustrating. Yeah. But it, it, it was despite those, it was, it was one of the few times in the game because everything, basically everything in that level dies with one hit for the most part. Right. Um, and that allowed you uh, almost, I would call it, the freedom to just play. Like, so much of this game, between just the overall difficulty of it and, uh, you know, it was, like, me save-scumming and, like, fucking, you know, having to just inch my way through it. Because those were all one-hit enemies that you could kind of just reactively play, uh, I found it was almost, despite my control issue, one of the more fun stages because it was just playing a fucking platformer. And, I, you know... Yep. You didn't have to deal with those fucking ogres that you got to shoot a million times. The red devils where you're running back and forth to get through just one little screen of something like, um, yeah, it was one of the relatively more fun stages because you could just play. Um, so yeah, that was my take on level two. Well, that's uh, the that's the beginning of level two, right? Right. Because you then progress into like that town area. Right. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Again, see me not. I fucking didn't even write anything for that because I didn't understand. Uh, well, you, you progress into that town area, like you get out of the like blue pillory kind of thing, and then you go into like what seems to be like a destroyed town. Right. And it gets hard there again. Yeah, with those the 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 the, the platforms that like shoot up, and you gotta you gotta you know kind of jump down long distances, and you just gotta hope you don't get fragged by anything while you're helplessly falling, and you can't do anything. Right. The part I'm thinking of in particular was, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um. There's the the different levels connected by the uh, ladders, and on each of those platforms is like there. It's not the it's not the ogre like that you face at the end of level one, but they are like smaller yeah. and they like shoot things too and they're fucking fast yep so and they like, drop if, shit on your head if you're below them yeah so they'll shoot down at you and then they'll right. shoot horizontal at you and they're on these platforms connected by ladders and they kind of like follow you around no matter like what level you're on so they'll like gravitate towards you yep 
And the problem is if you don't get up that ladder and get turned around and start shooting them real fucking quick, You're you won't be able to hit them enough before they hit you. Yep, and that that's exactly what I was saying, talking about as far as like being able to just play and go. Like there's so many, especially those are, I mean, those are in level level two those are in uh those are yeah, in every level basically moving forward and like anytime you're going uh, with any sort of the one of those ladder situations they drop those fucking on you and like you know yeah you got to like fake them out and like draw them away from the fucking ladder and you know kill any you know it's it's it was just such a like level five there's instances where that you have those and you got to go up go up the ladder Q get get the another enemy that's up there to aggro like the red devils in some cases uh get those enemies to aggro go back down the level below it kill the thing that you aggroed and then go and then again draw the fucking ogre away from the ladder so you can go back up there and then go up there hopefully and have enough time to yes turn around and kill him like it's just it, it's so slow and fucking and the thing is it's harder tedious. than it sounds <laughs> well, that's, like, that's, yeah yeah yeah. yeah, um what oh that you know at this moment is when I realized that there's also a fucking timer in this game. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, yes, I, level yes. one I could just keep moving. It didn't I honestly didn't even see that it had a timer. Level two, I'm waiting for these goddamn ogres on different platforms to do the things I want them to do. Yep. And I look up and I've got forty five seconds left and I'm like, holy shit. Yep. That and that problem gets worse later on in the game. And like, no, that's where I first had to like abuse save states because and there's also like you went through those first two stages without abusing save states i wouldn't say i abused them i used i was just fucking oh my god dude (laughs) this whole time this whole (laughs) game every time i because you know it is it it was such an event to just beat the next enemy you know with with those ogres and shit you get to a new level um that yeah i would fucking save state every time and like it's funny because later on it fucked me a, a few times uh being that abusive of it but to me um yeah, yeah I, I had no I had no choice or I was never going to beat this fucking thing. Right. Well, that's, <laughs> like there's there's like a random aspect to like the, the these enemies movements as well. Like it it's they seem to follow you around and you can kind of bait them to do certain things, but a lot of it is random and I would just find myself like they just wouldn't do the shit I wanted them to and there was no way to do it without dying. So like then I had to utilize the save states to try and like get myself in a favorable favorable situation. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So, yeah, this yeah. Is, if you are going to abuse save states in this, it's best to uh, keep an, a range of them going. <laughs> so, right. so, you ha- so you have some backups uh, to resort to in the event that you fuck yourself. Um, yeah, it's fucking phew, rough, man. Yeah, Rough, rough game. And that's anything with those ogres is a rough stretch of it. Um, so yeah, so uh, level three, getting into level three. Uh, How do we end level two again? I can't quite remember. Level two is one of those, I think, uh, isn't it a dragon boss? Is that uh, first dragon bosses? My computer's shitting the bed right now. I'm trying to see. Pretty sure it's a dragon boss. Uh, no, this looks like another ogre, actually. Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, a, I'm sorry, a cyclops. Is that a cyclops? Not yeah, just, it was a cyclops. Is that not the same thing? Um, I'm sure that... Cyclops are probably some form of ogre. If we went into the, yeah, I didn't even realize that that was taxonomy. a different, different enemy than the first one. Um, yeah, okay, so another ogre, Cyclops, whatever the fuck it is, something jumping up and down. You got to deal with right, um, easy, actually, not too yeah, bad. Pretty easy, yeah. Because I, I didn't even write anything down for it. It was just fucking moving on right. uh, for me. So yeah, the first thing in level three is you better have your fucking ducking down figured out. Like I, I went through probably the first. 
uh, half of the, I didn't even realize that was a mechanic uh, until I beat those stalactites for the first time using the duck thing. So like I played like the first half of level one without even realizing I could do that. But you better have it down uh, and have your controller working uh, at the beginning of level three because the level starts with just like this blanket move by a bunch of bats that just come down and like take up the whole fucking screen. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Like as soon like you're in level, it's like level three start and then there's like Boom! Six you better bats be above attention. you, and they're all coming at you right <laughs> you now. Be and there's actually zombies as well. Yep. yep, yep, yep. Yeah, it doesn't gives you no time to acclimate to your surroundings whatsoever. Right, uh, and it which took is... me a while to figure out to duck actually because, um, yeah, I like I, I was figuring like, oh, I just have to start this level with, you know, no armor like that. This game's shitty like that. <laughs> I believe they would do that to me. And then it occurred to me, you could just duck and avoid all the bats that easily. Yep. That's actually, so we didn't even mention that as far as the, the armoring system goes. I mean, this game, you have, you have two HP, basically. You have, no, you have, sorry, you have one, you have one HP. No, two HP. Yeah. You like, if you, you have your armor, you get hit, you lose that. And the next time you get hit, you die. And you can, I guess, find your armor again in the levels. It's certainly not common though. Um, and as much as this game fucks with you, I, I feel like that was a very, very ruthless amount of, of, of I don't know, armor points, HP, however you want to word it. Um, it sure would have been nice to be able to get that up for the later levels in some way, shape, or form, you know? Yeah, I think I Googled it, and it was like, uh, you could get your armor back. It was almost like a secret thing. Like, you had to jump where the Red Devil was in this one part of the level, and, like, some armor would show up. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, there were a couple of times, I have no idea how I fucking triggered it, but there were a few times where that happened, uh, but I couldn't replicate it. It wasn't anything I actually understood, you know. Right. Um, yeah. So then, yeah, moving on to level three, there's a bunch of, there's a, a big red devil sequence here. Um, and it does, it, if, if you're... If you're moving quick, you can actually just kind of glitch these off the most of them off the screen and like fall down that the backside of the the thing. You got to work your way up the little mountain or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't actually have to physically deal with a lot of them. Um, so that was cool and nice to get to get toward, uh, through the the probably the second half of this level. Uh, you do that though. You get to the bottom of that little thing, past all those red devils, and there's one more right before the boss, and I and again I don't know what triggered it so maybe you didn't uh, did you you say you didn't beat level 3. I did not beat level 3. No, I'm I'm watching the playthrough right now and I'm okay. I did not get to do this. Okay. So yeah, at the tail end of it, you get to the bottom of that mountain and this is the blue level, right? Correct. And right. I I triggered this it it looked like a piece of armor. It was this red armor. I was like stoked. I thought I'm about to get some fucking better armor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you pick it up and it's a fucking it turns you into a defenseless frog. Wow. Yeah. Uh, right before you're about to go to the boss. Oh no shit. This guy literally just avoided that on this playthrough, right? Okay. And and I actually did read about this. This is a mechanic that shows up in like uh ports of this game and also the sequels. There's just like of uh, like you know, I guess video games did have this back then, but it was just like a, a penalty. Like you picked up the wrong thing and fuck you. But there's no, you don't know that until you do it. But you don't know that until you do it, right. Yeah, there's other instances where like it turns you into like a woman, I think I saw in one of these I history guess maybe, things I watched. Maybe, maybe to our detriment, maybe that is, maybe they are in the instruction booklet, and if you read the instruction booklet first, mm-hmm. you know that. But, that could uh, be true. I, 
yeah, I certainly didn't. Um, I guess we can't penalize it if that's the case. But uh, I was fucking when that happened because the first time, basically, you know, I I I. I <laughs> I safe scum my way through the tail end of this, and then I, you know, uh, and I got to where that last Red Devil was, and I had already had the frog thing happen to me, so I knew to avoid this fucking thing, right? Right. Uh, <laughs> so I get there, actually beat the Red Devil this time, because the first time I got the uh, the red armor thing turned to the frog, the Red Devil, of course, killed me. So my second time doing it. I get there, I actually kill the Red Devil, and I, <laughs> I'm i trying to jump over the frog thing, and I, I failed to do that at all, I think. Or wait, no, I'm feeling the Yeah, so I was trying to avoid that, and I act, and I it, it led to me picking up the flame thing. Oh. Errantly. I was like, it was just the most fuck you thing ever. Like, basically, right. I was avoiding this red fucking thing as I'm killing the Red Devil, and pick up the flame, which is the last thing in the universe I wanted, particularly right before the fucking what I would find out is the boss. Right. Uh, it was just the biggest fuck you ever. Um, I still did beat that dragon the first time I got to him. Okay. Uh, you know, you call me master bitch when you call me a bitch. Ghosts and goblins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the guy, I just watched the playthrough. The, the uh, dragon didn't seem all that difficult. No, he wasn't. And, and if, yeah, I mean, it was... It was it, like, he's one of the... Yeah, there's a few... The boss... It's funny, like, the game, the, the, the regular enemies are kind of just a motherfucker and, and, and um, as you mentioned, kind of erratic and unpredictable. But the boss has all kind of had a nice, reasonable pattern to them, to their behavior, and you could kind of learn that and react to it and actually play them strategically. Uh, whereas so much of this game is just random fucking chaos that you just gotta hope to survive, you know? Right. Um, so that that was again one of the few things I'll say and give it credit for, and I enjoyed. Yes, the the, the dragon boss was one of those instances. So that's it. You're out now. You're just watching playthrough to, to understand the rest. Yep, of the I'm, I'm gonna try my <laughs> best to keep up here. <laughs> right. So yeah, you get to the dragon, go into level four, uh, and um, now this is the <laughs> this is like a fire level. You're crossing a bridge most of the time, or it's yeah, it's a it's a platforming sequence. Uh, it's a cloud, one of those those cl- these cloud platformings and just how it's it's just so shitty glitchy NES this whole fucking sequence because the platforms are appearing and disappearing at the screen's edge, you know whether or not you're trying to make that how you're never usually anyways I guess you, if you're trying to fucking like I said you glitch those red devils out of points so sometimes it works to your advantage but in a platforming sequence it's not working to your advantage because you're waiting on these things you know they go far off the screen and then come back. Uh, there's situations where you're like you're on the one and you're waiting for the next one to get to the next step and like you got to wait forever for this thing to come and then if you the one you're on is moving too so like if it would line up where maybe the one you were on would change direction at one point you might lose your opportunity yep you might lose to jump one, on the next one yeah that was just coming onto the screen it was just it was super fucked and glitchy and, and really frustrating um, and they also do a really just a, you know, this is not the only game that does this, so it's not like it's just a Ghost and Goblins thing, but it did a, the really dirty NES thing. Uh, it's like the, I feel like this is a, actually, isn't this Capcom? This is Capcom, right? Yes, it is. So this is a Mega Man thing, I remember this, where they drop those fucking one-ups or power-ups in like super fucked up places that you, you maybe you're, you're not going to automatically die if you go to, but the odds are pretty fucking high. <laughs> right, it's a high risk, and that's uh, the, the uh, I think it was the designer, uh, Fujiwara. I mean, he worked on Mega Man later, so he must have okay. been yep. kind of a prick. 
yep. kind of a prick because yeah, there's there's a one up pickup here that it does halfway through this this cloud sequence where like it drops it and you like it's like super easy to get to, like you see it drop and you're like oh I'll just jump down and grab that that's fucking awesome and then once you do that there's no, you can't get back to where you were basically you got to take this other platform sequence all the way back to the beginning of the level basically Ugh. and then you do. And you're certainly going to die wasting the one up that you got anyways. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And then you're fucked on time even too, you know? Right. Uh, so it's like, yeah, it was just a super dirty fucking move. Um, that, uh, you know, I don't know. Lesson learned. Should have known better in the first place, especially because I'm saves coming. What the fuck do one ups matter? <laughs> exactly. And also something we haven't talked about in this game, um, that kind of took a little bit of the, uh, uh, took a little bit of the, um, you know, it's historical or legendary uh, difficulty away for me. There's unlimited continues. Yeah. But, so, I mean, like, they start you at the beginning of the screen. I never even used one because I never fucking save scum. All right, save scum the whole time. But no, I, like, there's unlimited continues. So, like, the, I think the worst that happens is, like, if you run out of your lives and then you have to continue, if you had hit the halfway marker in a level, like, if you got halfway through level three and you die, you go back to halfway. If you continue, oh, really? you just continue from the beginning of level three. Okay, right, yeah, okay, so you start at the beginning of the level. I mean, that's the fucking least it can do. You think that's to its credit or makes it easier? I, I think it does make it easier. Yeah, it makes it, it, makes it possible. I picture, it, when it doesn't I heard make it about easier, game, it makes it possible. <laughs> yes, exactly, because well, when I heard about this game and, like, the difficulty in my mind, it was always like, you've got X amount of lives, and when you die, you go back to the very fucking beginning. Oh, dude, you, there's fucking... <laughs> well, that's what I thought possible. was so hard about it. No, it's just fucking the gameplay itself is impossible. Right, so you do have continues, but, um, but yeah, so, anyways. Yeah. Um, bah. So, then, yeah, this, this, there's a bridge, sec- bridge, bridge section that's a real twat, uh, but this is actually where I randomly stumbled into picking up the shield weapon uh, and ditched the torch uh, while fighting the, the first Red Devil on that bridge sequence. So, from then on, at least from a, you know, offensive pers- uh, perspective my gameplay experience quality of life improved significantly <laughs> uh, this, okay. like, I mentioned it in the breakdown but the shield yeah it was fucking just especially after being stuck on that fucking torch for a while uh, that I picked up avoiding the frog thing um, uh, it was just a beautiful thing and, and I kept it for the rest of the game so um, the shield was really nice and I got it here and it made my life better um, and um yeah, you get another dragon boss at the end of this, and uh, I must have just been lucky as fuck on that first one uh, in level three because uh, I had a hell of a time beating this dragon boss this time. Uh, so I don't know if he was harder. You would think if you're going to repeat a boss that it sh- maybe should be a little harder, so maybe that was the case. Uh, but it took me uh, a number of scum, <laughs> a number of scum instances uh, to beat that fucking level four dragon boss. Yeah, he doesn't appear any different when I'm seeing him here on this playthrough. Um, yeah, he looks the same, so. but but it was I definitely had a harder time. Um, right. So level five, um, I almost fucking snapped here, man. <laughs> um, this fucking level. <laughs> uh, okay, so I had I had to head up to San Francisco for work last weekend, right? So, uh, I was playing this. I had like an extra like the plane got delayed. So I had an extra half hour. So I was like, okay, I'll fucking try to get through this shit uh, with this time so I can spend next week happy with my life. And uh, <laughs> uh, so I did that. So uh, playing level five, man, I just 
so many obscenities. I was just yelling vile, terrible, mm-hmm. despicable things at my fucking laptop for the half the entire half hour. Uh, super, super fucking hard level. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This I one was, appears difficult. It's got the it's got the uh, like the blue like flying creatures that have one fireball. Yep. Is that what they're doing? Yep, yep, and it's got yeah. the bunch of it's got a red it's got the red devil fucking ogre thing I was talking about earlier going on, and that part is just where you got to like bait them down the red devils and then sh- fucking get back up the ladder and right. Uh, the time is such a consideration here. Um, yeah, so yeah, I mean every time I made it up a ladder <laughs> without some total bullshit, those those pigs in a blanket things spawn randomly, yeah, uh, yeah. or seemingly random. Uh, so every time I got up a ladder without one of those spawning and fucking killing me. Um, uh, I was safe scumming, like literally on every ladder. So I got through those, got up to the Red Devil cloud platform section, uh, which took me a few deaths to figure out that the, I didn't even know the platforms were there at first. I was like going up the ladders and like, where do I go from here? This is confusing. And then uh, it took me a while to even find the platforms were there. So once I did that, uh, the, I, I basically, the, again, time being such a consideration in this level, I got myself into, <laughs> I, I fucked myself with safe scumming, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, a, a safe scumming pickle of sorts. Um, so here, so this is kind of a long-winded thing, but it was an interesting way to close out <laughs> uh, uh, this level. So I, I got here, I, I was going through like a mad dash to the last leg of the level, right? Um, and I get to the boss for the first time, Sans Armor, and I only had like 25-ish seconds left um, okay. my timer when I got to him. So... Uh, I didn't really. It didn't really find him that difficult. Again, like I said, the the, the bosses were kind of, um, you know, they had patterns to them. I could figure those out. So it was, it was one of those big red devil things, um, and, and I was able to kill him uh, basically uh, with two seconds left on my timer, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, oh my god! Like I actually, you know, again, because I was just running through with very little time, didn't have any armor. Like it was just like mag- magical to me that I was able to beat him, and I killed him. Two seconds left, and as he died, he had gotten his last little projectile off. Ugh. And the projectile kills me. So literally, dude, no fucking joke, man. The key that you get after you beat a boss that floats down mm-hmm. floated down on top of my dead pile of bones. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I did, dude, I, didn't, I almost had an aneurysm, man. I was fucking oh. like, I just lost it. I was, oh my, I was so pissed off, man. I was so angry. It was, I was just childlike dude i was so upset <laughs> so how far back was your uh save state from that so uh so yeah uh so like you know the, turn the knife uh as this game does when i loaded uh, i realized the one quick save i i had was made pre-cloud for pre-cloud platforms and it wow. only had like 50 seconds left on it so i was pretty fucked on time there was still i mean there's you know you could, again like i clearly got to the guy uh uh, with 25 seconds from that save state originally, so it's possible, but holy fuck was it easy, especially or, or difficult rather, especially knowing that I was crunched for time. You know, it only made it worse. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I, I, you know, fucking had to do it, whatever, however many fucking times it took me. I did get, I got back and save, locked a save state on on him with my armor, uh, with 27 seconds left, uh, and I just beat my head against the wall till I beat the fucking prick. Right. Um, yeah, so <laughs> like the price you pay for safe states, I guess. Exactly. You know, pros and cons. Well, fucking, I don't even know if I call it a pro, just makes it fucking possible, like I said. 
Right. See, so, yeah, so I was like, so I beat stage five, and I'm like, okay, like I'm almost done with this fucker. I wanted to take it with me. I was thinking about dropping it onto my uh, little handheld emulator, my save state, <laughs> and mm-hmm. taking it with me and like playing it on the fucking air in the airport slash on the airplane. And it dawned. I, mean, I literally was like about to walk over and get it, and it dawned. It stopped in my tracks. I was like, what am I doing? Like, I will get arrested. <laughs> for behaving <laughs> I, this if way. If I play this, yeah, if I play this game in public, I will get arrested, right, uh, for disturbing the peace. Uh, that is insane. <laughs> do not take this game with you. So I it's did not, not worth take, it. I did not take it with me. Right. That's uh, probably a good call. Right. Right. Uh, but yeah, so I didn't fucking, you know, I didn't actually beat it then, um, as much as I would have liked to. I had to come back and play it uh, last week uh, for the last level, and level six. Of course, there's a boss rush. Uh, that's just how these games work. <laughs> a game right. like this does work. You got to deal with the boss rush. Uh, I hadn't even, and, and, and granted, this is again goes back to I hadn't even figured out I was in level six when I first started this. Like I hadn't figured out the map yet. Uh, this is where I figured it out. Because um, I was like, oh my god, how is there a boss rush in the second to last level? <laughs> you know, of all the bosses. Like, what the fuck is going to happen on the last level? Right, 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 right. So yeah, that's when I actually stopped and like really picked this apart and figured out that I was playing the last level in this case. And I was like, okay, a boss rush, last level, I can deal with that. So I did that. Uh, I came to peace with the fucking that situation. And um, this was it had this is actually sorry it wasn't level five where you had the big red devil mongoloids that shit on your head from above area like mm-hmm. the combinations of those. Um, and this is actually where I decided once and for all that because I was cause you go up the ladders and and it's almost like ducking you get to the top of the ladder and you can't get off the top of the ladder unless you hit something I'm not even sure what the problem was but I kept getting to the top of ladders and getting stuck and I was like it's got to be this fucking controller it's got to be this controller and like I was about to smash the damn thing I was like I'm gonna I was like I'm gonna go over to control <laughs> I'm gonna go over to Contra test this fucker out and if it doesn't work in Contra I'm gonna smash my USB controller mm. just <laughs> to feel something other than ang- just to feel something other than my hatred towards this game you right. know like you any other let emotion. it out a little bit. <laughs> Right, uh, because this thing doesn't work, and I don't need it in that case, uh, and it's just a way to feel better. Uh, but as I mentioned in Contra, it worked fucking fine. So it was either the combination of the two, uh, this game and the USB controller, or just the game. Um, and uh, it should have been a crime to sell this to children if it if that is a control problem in this game. <laughs> yeah, <I don't> <laughs> Fuck you. That's the point of this game. Right. Um, so yeah, level so, six starts off. It's, it looks like a platformer, and then you fight the uh, what? What a an ogre or a cyclops boss? Right. And then the first dragon. two levels, and then a, and dragon, then a dragon. Yeah. And then you go through that whole sequence with the red devils and those fucking things, and you get to the top of this, and the boss in this is two of those uh, huge devil bat things right in a row. Okay. Um, which you know, again, I've said those those weren't too bad as far as things go. You know, if they don't if they don't dip down too far, like if you're jumping and trying to shoot their projectiles out of the air, uh, which is what that's pretty much their attack mechanic. They swoop down and then fire these things at you. And if you mm-hmm. keep jumping, they fire to your level that you're at when they swoop. So if you're jumping and shooting, they will only swoop so far, and you can kind of stay underneath them, and they never really are, pose that much of a threat. Or that's how I kept them from posing too much of a threat for me, anyways. Right. Um. These, what you're talking about, the they're like larger ones with like a cape they'll drape around themselves. Yeah, they look shoot things. They're kind of like almost like Red Devil E looking, but uh, they're bigger, right? And and you know have a different uh, attack mechanic. Um, So yeah, um, 
I didn't have too much trouble with them just to get the fuck through this, uh, t- both talking about it and just in general this game and this podcast. <laughs> uh, I didn't have too much trouble with them, and, and I got through them. <laughs> but I, so I beat them, and then, you know, I'm thinking, this is level six, this is level six, this is game over, you know? Uh, and, and it... <laughs> uh, I almost threw a temper tantrum like, because you beat them, you get the key, you go in the door, and then it like gives you that like you know the 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 start of a new level screen where it shows you how many lives you have, and like I had a mini freak out, dude. I was like, "What do you mean it's not over? Like, <laughs> yeah, I can't do this anymore." <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the fuck do you mean this is not over? <laughs> uh, and then you know it goes to the 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 boss stage, the 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 final boss thing, and like it's fair, clearly a very static screen, and it's very clearly it's a throne room, it's very clearly the an end boss. So I I quickly got out of that freak out mode, but it just it was funny to me in hindsight, like how much I emotionally just went. I just had this range of like total despair, like this game's not I, over. Oh my God. Yeah, I just can't take it anymore. Please stop. Right, right, right. Um. So yeah, that's the end of the fucking levels. You're playing the last boss, the the king of whatever the fuck his name would be. Uh, I don't even remember. Um, I beat him on the first fucking try, dude. Oh, really? <laughs> he's he was super easy. I basically just kept jumping and backing up, and by the time he gets over to you at the end of the screen, he fucking dies. Uh, so I beat him on the first try. Uh, I had a ducking issue. Like when I first got there, I had my I beat those guys with my armor. I get into the stage and like I had one of the, my ducking problems right to start the thing with the boss. So I lost my armor right at the start and again had like a motherfucker moment. But he was so easy that, yeah, even naked, I was just jumping backwards and, sh- and shooting him and he fucking died. And like he bursts into the, f- into, into flames when you, when you kill him. And like <laughs> I was like torn in these two emotional directions of like it's over. Like, oh my God, thank God, just elation that I'm done with this tire fire of a game. But I also felt bamboozled <laughs> that, <laughs> like, one last time by this game, because there was no, you know, when you beat, like, there should be, when you beat the end boss, it should have been, like, this trial, like, this ultimate trial where you get this satisfaction of, like, I beat the game, and, like, I had to go through the hardest trial in order to achieve that goal. And the fucking final boss was super easy. And I thought that was just, like, one more fuck you. <laughs> from this game yeah. rob me of that that level or that feeling of accomplishment you know uh, right i just watched the guy play and the boss is incredibly easy right um yeah so that is kind of like a fuck you i can see what you're saying yeah and and that's fucking ghosts and goblins uh, actually the game did have one last fuck you though well, a, yes a, yes a true yeah. and honest fuck you <laughs> true and honest. Um, which i see here like when you beat the boss it looks like it immediately cuts away to a screen with some text and it says this room is an illusion and is a trap that doesn't look like english yeah it's, De- yeah, it's oh, devised i see yeah. devised by this is a trap devised by satan uh, <laughs> go ahead dauntlessly make rapid progress I don't, that's obviously poor translation, but what that means is you have to play the game again. And it's more difficult from level fucking one. Yep, 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 yep. It's it's funny too, like, so I I actually, I was twitching, uh, I recorded basically um, me playing, finishing this game. I'll put the link in the the show notes. Uh, (laughs) Like, it's just so fantastic. Like, yes, that fuck you moment. Uh, Like, you know, like you're, you're all, you're, especially dude. I fucking, you know, I have, I do on camera shit. I have that experience, so I have an awareness of when I'm fucking being recorded, and that inevitably informs how you behave to some right. degree. But I was so lost in the moment of 
again, that emotional turmoil I just described that I, it was like a super watch in hindsight. I think it was a super honest moment for me mm. uh, that you can see while I'm playing it uh, of just like, you know, it go, it goes, yeah, it goes straight into the map and you're going to play the game again. And I'm, it's just such an honest moment of like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Like there's, I don't think there's an amount of money. No joke, dude, no amount of money, none. I don't give a shit how much that you could have given me to right then in that moment, play the whole game a second time just keep going like, yeah like and just be to, to to completion i mean like right you know granted sure you want to give me a million bucks yeah i'll start the fucking thing save state and come back to this fucker later but like that moment no way like no right. fucking way <laughs> i was gonna say I'd, I'd probably do it for one of those sacks of money that our dude finds in here <laughs> I don't but think the, I... the, you have to keep this in mind too like you and we were playing it with fucking save states right imagine playing this on nintendo like, as a child, you have invested so much time doing this and, like, getting it right. Like I said, you have the unlimited continues, but, like, it does put you back a little bit. But, like, for you to basically beat the game and be like, yeah, you're halfway through the game. Yeah. Like, I could not fucking believe that. And, like, once you turn the game off, it's not like you turn it on and you're on the second fucking quest again. Like, yeah, that's, it is the, like, just a, one of the historic fuck yous in video gaming. Out of doubt, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that, you know. That's my thoughts were uh, that high maintenance princess chick can burn in hell for all I care. <laughs> that's like, what it's telling not you. Worth it. Yeah, the message is like, uh, you know, you basically did not like that's the whole thing. Like you didn't rescue the princess. This was an illusion. So if you want to rescue the princess, you have to go through all that shit again. And no, fuck you. Uh, maybe, maybe you should have made you should have paid more attention to what you were doing and not been captured by those demons. You right. Know? Maybe. Avoided this problem. Maybe. Maybe given hand jobs, HJs and graveyards isn't the most responsible recreational activity. <laughs> it's very obviously not. Like, if there's that, that's the lesson, kids. If there's yeah. one thing you take away from this, don't, don't give hand get, jobs. Don't give hand jobs in fucking graveyards if you it's don't want to get captured it. by demons. And that is the stage four theme, bringing us back in here uh, for our closing statements ab about ghosts and goblins. Uh, it, it occurred to us in this in this in this short break here that uh, we probably should, even though we didn't earn it, <laughs> we should probably mention how the game does end the second time you play through it, uh, and uh, talk about the text that it actually gives you when you when you do so. Uh, Jab, do you want to walk us through that? <laughs> yeah, so basically you play the whole game again, uh, except the enemies are faster, so it's obviously much more difficult. Um, you beat the end boss. Actually, in, in, the, in the very beginning, when you go into the room with the end boss, you can see the princess behind him off to the right, so you know this is the real deal. Yeah, that's that's cool differentiation. Well, nice um, and then nice them to show that. <laughs> right, yeah, like, I'm not going to get tricked about this again. And <laughs> she slides off to the right of the screen, then you battle the boss again, who looks actually just as easy as before and then once you kill him which isn't surprising it's a big fat king like it's it's also not satan <laughs> satan makes one appearance in this game he steals your girlfriend and then you never see him well, again see, that, that's the thing i don't think that's satan dude that's that that is one of those things that are there's two of in, in the end of stage six that's i think just one of his minions everything i was reading online said that it was actually satan really 
I mean, that, it looks like it could be Satan, but I, that also is a very rational explanation for what, our, right. what you're seeing here, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, whatever the case, the last boss is not Satan or anything that you've seen before. And you, either way, you beat him again, and it cuts to a black screen with your uh, with Prin Prin kissing Sir Arthur, or seemingly kissing him. With his armor and, on this time. Important distinction. With his armor on. I imagine <laughs> it came off later. Um, and it says... Uh, congratulations, this story is happy end. Thank you. In customary poor, poor localization translation uh, mm-hmm. problems, and then it goes from there to... Um, it, it gives you another bit of text that says, being the wise and courageous knight that you are, no punctuation here, you feel strength welling in your body. <laughs> Now get this, I didn't know this. There's actually one last fuck you. Uh, this is almost kind of like when you'd beat a game and it would just say game over at the end, and it's like, uh, you got to give me something besides that. It says, you feel strength welling in your body. Return to starting point challenge again. Exclamation. They want yeah. you to fucking <laughs> play the game again. Or not even they want you. They don't know. They don't want you necessarily. Well, they want you to, because the more you play it, the better for them. But, right. uh, it's, I think, more importantly, thinking that it's even a possibility you'd be willing to do so. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, who the fuck is going to relive this that. game a second time through and then go, you know what I want to do right now? I want to play Ghosts and Goblins. <laughs> Start it again from the first quest, which would be easier than what you just did. So, like, yeah, yeah, that's go. that's that's not the best way to end a game, especially like a game this difficult. It doesn't actually ever give you that feeling of like satisfaction yep and i guess you beat it on the second time yeah yeah and i guess the 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 point of this segment is our is our verdict uh of this uh, about this game uh which we're gonna we're we're gonna call king loric's blessing does this game get king loric's blessing uh and uh, i mean you just said it like there's just it's hard as fuck that's a given uh at no point in the experience that I feel satisfied, that I feel like the work I'm putting in is paying off and I'm enjoying, or, or even, or that I'm, you, know, you can say they're mutually exclusive or that I'm enjoying myself playing it. So neither of those like gratifications that one can get from playing a video game, does this game extend you? Uh, and I think to me, that is why fuck this game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it doesn't do anything. It doesn't give you anything, uh, really. You know, there were a few moments where I, where I maybe enjoyed myself. Like I said, there was that platforming sequence uh, in the second level that I kind of like could actually just play the game, and I wasn't worried about saves coming. I was enjoying what I was doing. I didn't. I wasn't. I hadn't been wronged enough yet by the game <laughs> to to uh, to think I had to save scum yet. You know. Um, so yeah, there was there were a couple instances of that, but for the most part, I just no, no I will never play this game again. Ever. <laughs> ever. Ever under any fucking circumstance will I ever play this game again. Right. Uh so for you it does not get King Lorg's blessing. <laughs> it does not get King Lorg's blessing. Or, I, anyone, or anyone else's for that matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This this game is a motherfucker. The uh you know, its reputation is well deserved. Um, as far as I got, I think I got like halfway I I damn near the end of level three. And I never had fun. Like, it, unless you're 
the only way you're going to enjoy this game is if you are the kind of gamer who, you know, just appreciates a difficult challenge for a difficult challenge. Um, so, and I'm not exactly that kind of gamer. Uh, I like good games. I am if it's reasonable, man. Like, I, I, I do get a great deal of satisfaction. Uh, that's why I said, like, maybe the biggest wronging was the end boss not giving me that. Like, if that, um, if that end boss would have been hard and I felt like I had to learn a new pattern and I had to fucking do something, I had to solve, like, a little real-time puzzle, which is what bosses usually are, right. uh, especially in a platformer. If I'd have got that from it, I might have been able to, I don't know, I still wouldn't overall know, but like no. I did at least would have said I ended the game with some satisfaction. Uh, I didn't even get that from this, you know? Right. And you have to keep in mind also, like, if we were playing this in its rawest form, like actually on the NES. Fucking impossible. Fucking impossible. <laughs> like, it, it, no fucking way. So, I had AJ count my controller right out the fucking window. And then that's <laughs> your ass. <laughs> yeah. So for me, I got to say, I, I can't give it the blessing, though I will say that the mechanics of the game worked pretty well. I mean, you know, you're, you controlled your character and he worked, he functioned well. The, uh, you know, the weapons did things um, that you would expect him to do in a game use? like this. What did you use for a controller? Um, the same one that you got. That uh, you US... Fucking problems? I don't, you know, come to think of it, I actually might have had a ladder problem. So frustrating. I, I can't. I don't, I don't know if that's a game thing or not. But but the point is like, you know, the game it controlled like platformers that you're familiar with, and you know you could pick it up and play it. It's just it's outrageously difficult. There's no. But it didn't even like you know it didn't have the Mario jumping control of like you can maneuver yourself in midair. You know, jump. you're you're locked into the direction that you're falling, which you know maybe is realistic, but it's not the way to have to make an early platformer control oh yeah realism doesn't really matter right i mean we're talking about a game with fucking ghosts and goblins and yeah shit, so and but hand, actually there's uh, no jobs in cemeteries <laughs> did you realize that there's no goblins in this game isn't no that's that what I... those things are that's what the things that show in your head we'll call those goblins uh, that's a stretch but this whole game's a stretch and i didn't like it does not get my blessing or king lorks for that matter i think it also what exactly were the ghosts i, I mean those things those white things that flew around the in the platforming level or those, those could have been yeah those things in the blanket things in the maybe? blanket yeah those could have been the ghosts yeah i don't know but yeah they come to think of it no ghosts necessarily stood out <laughs> huh <laughs> well, whatever well either way i don't have to ever fucking do it again thankfully so yes thankfully thankfully so i'm taking taking it that you didn't actually say it king lord's blessing uh, I think I did say it, and no, does uh, not get King Lord's okay. blessing for me. It doesn't get mine, his, or anybody's. I would imagine. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So fuck ghosts and goblins. What a what a what an interesting choice to start this journey on, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I pictured something maybe not quite like this, but uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we did it, and uh, it, it the 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 podcast experience is fun. This game was not. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, and maybe that's a good sign. The fact that we can play a game that we both hated and still enjoy talking about it means maybe there's some longevity to this idea. Could be. Uh, so I, yeah, I certainly you know, and it's it. I I will admit. I mean, like we talked about, what's the purpose with some of these game choices? Um, I never would have, and granted, I never will again. But I beat this fucking game now, and even though I didn't get any satisfaction from the actual act of and the process of uh, the simple fact of I beat a game I never would have because of this podcast makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good thing. Yep. Without a doubt. 
So that is our first game episode of the Imperial Scrolls of Honor podcast. Um, getting into moving forward, uh, you can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Android, uh, and tune in. And notice I said Spotify at this time. I figured out how to get it on Spotify, so we're there now, if that's your medium of choice. And uh, please do, whichever one you listen to it on, please rate and leave positive shit uh, for the pod <laughs> um, so people can find this thing uh, via the algorithm. Um, and and, and uh, obviously, we'll just feel good about it. We'll, we'll hang your reviews on our fridge. It'll make <laughs> us feel good. Uh, you can also follow the pod on Facebook. You can email us at uh, isohpodcast at gmail.com if you want to interface with us directly and privately. Uh, or I started a Twitch for gameplay videos, which I mentioned I'll put the the, the link to me beating Ghosts and Goblins uh, uh, in there. And also a Discord, so a real-time way to interact with at least me. I haven't got Jeff on it yet, and he claims he'll never get there, but... You can interface with me via our Discord, and all those links are on the website, which is uh, nyehentertainment.com forward slash ISOH pod. Um, and lastly, us. Jab, what are your socials? Yeah, it's uh, not a claim. It's a promise. I'll never be on social media, um, and I have none, and you should all delete yours. <laughs> and my socials are, you can find me on Twitter at uh just my name, J O S H F O L A N, and on Instagram at my shift key is broke. Uh, thanks for listening to this baby. Next time we'll be covering uh, issues four and five of Nintendo Fun Club, and uh, I am certainly looking forward to that. Thanks for listening. See ya. Okay, bye. <laughs>